What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the We Think We Know podcast. Got to give you guys those NBA round one updates. It's been a hectic round. May or may not have been a sweep involved. We will uh, we'll get through all of those games. And then that NFL draft is coming up this week, Thursday. Um, it is not that exciting of a draft, but yet, yet, but we're going to, we're going to get into it. We're going to give you guys our favorite prospects in this year's draft. Our can't misses can't miss five. Um, and, uh, let's call it our top five picks. Yeah. Yeah. And our top five picks. Um, but yeah, let's get this baby rolling. What's up, Jake? What up? What up? What up? Just, just two today on the pod, but uh, I'm okay with this two. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> but would be, no, would uh, be nice to have the third or the fourth here, you know. But it is what it is. Got to keep it pushing. Yeah, exactly. Life happens. Um, definitely missed, but still always good to get into the booth with you, bro. Honestly. Uh, been a fucking crazy playoffs. Let's just jump right into it. You know, I don't care how your day's been today. And yeah, me, <laughs> me either, honestly. Uh, yeah, let's get into the booth. Let's miss some bars here. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's talk NBA from the rip though. Uh, round one has been nuts. I kind of want to talk West before I talk East. How are right. you feeling on that? Let's do it. Yeah. I kind of want to talk. Cause there's, I, 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 I can, I can see why. And I, <laughs> let's save the. The pain for the the ending of it, for sure. I get it. I need to get warmed up a little bit before I go in. Before you just rip the band-aid off? <laughs> yeah. 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 Dip in the toe, and then we'll fucking cannonball that bitch Bet. here in a minute. It. Yeah, so let's talk West, though. The West uh, playoffs have been pretty good. You know, a couple good series. It's kind of been lulled, though, compared to the East, in my opinion. Definitely, I was following the East a little bit more. But it hasn't disappointed by any means. Uh, I wouldn't say I've been disappointed by any of the West series. Um, let's talk. The most exciting series for me so far is that Suns Nuggets <laughs> or uh, Suns <laughs> Pelicans. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, if anything, I think the West is even a little bit more popping than the East right now, as far as just matchups and like how this might end up going down. I feel you. Just because I'm storylines, <laughs> one storylines, and then two true, models, but true. I. Respect that take. No, I get it. So we're going Suns Pels or Warriors Nuggets? I did kind of fuck that up. <laughs> Let's go. I do want to talk Suns Pelicans first. Though. All right, bet. Let's, Let's talk Suns Pelicans. Yeah, so my take from it, honestly, crazy the flip of not having Devin Booker for the Suns. Yeah, facts. And just crazy, like, that's what this league is, is that dude that can go get you that bucket and have it be a for sure bucket and just... When you have that guy out on the floor, the spacing it, it creates, you know, the the you know, Cameron Johnsons and campaigns and all those dudes get that point five seconds more to release, you know, a shot. And not having him on the floor has really affected them. And affected them more than I was expecting. Me too. I didn't think it was I mean, obviously they're gonna have a few less points, but they're one of the more deep teams in the league as far as like shooters and stuff. Yeah, and they're solid. offensive power. So, I'm I'm definitely surprised. I mean, we're looking at a tied up series now, and it was looking like it was well on its way to a sweep. Wild. 
I mean, shout out to the Pelicans. They've been playing hard. They have. Brandon Ingram woke up, too. That's what really... Yeah, he's been fucking eating. But, yeah, I don't... I always jump to conclusions. So I'm going to fucking jump to conclusions. Suns aren't getting out of this just because of Chris Paul. Something with the Chris Paul. I don't think with them, like, evening up and homie kind of getting in his head. Chris Paul really hasn't shown me that he can overcome that type of shit and still win in the playoffs. He's always, like, the pest... But when shit doesn't start going his way, he's getting older now. Definitely. That's what I'm saying. So even less that I believe in it. True. (laughs) True. I mean, maybe it'll light a fire in his ass because everyone that I believe in less just makes me look fucking dumb. But (laughs) (laughs) we think we know. Hey, we do think we know. Shit. I, I think I know. So far, I haven't had the best takes of this playoffs. But hey, this this is a long playoffs. I'm probably going to end this playoffs as a whole. Picking more dubs than else. Not looking <laughs> hot right now, but I feel confident for the future. Um, but yeah, the Pelicans overall, I mean, there's their chippiness, pressing, you know, fucking Chris Paul and just hitting shots. Like, that's, it's crazy the streakiness in this playoffs across the board of just these teams that just yeah. go on these super, super cold runs. It's unfucking believable to me how streaky. Even the best players in the world are, you and know? You, you can tell Brandon Ingram. I feel like it's kind of bringing like a little bit of like a don't. I don't mean this in a rude way whatsoever, but like a little thuggish swagger to him. Like mm. you see, Chris Paul. That ain't tried, no disrespect. Chris Paul tried thugging. to help him up, and homie was like, "Nah, I'm yeah, waiting yeah. for McCollum to come help me up." Like they just they have a little bit more of like a different tenacity and demeanor about them now, whether. The book injury really helped them get there or not. I mean, they're who cares? They're in the series now, and it's a whole new ball game. Game five tonight starts at 7 our time. So that's – honestly, I think who wins this game tonight is going to win the series. Definitely. It's going to just have – it's going to have a different type of momentum to it for sure, I feel like. You know, game five is always like the biggest game in the series besides game one or game three, I feel like. Like the tipping yeah, games, I would say, you know. I would say – Tone game center, one it's game, game one and game five. Yeah, yeah. big facts. Um, but, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's shaped up to end up being one of the more exciting series of the first round when it was looking out to be like one of the most boring ones. So that's cool for sure. Yeah, shout out to New Orleans and they're doing it without Zion, which is I mean, gotta feel good for them. Yeah, you know, it was like shit. We came in versus the best team in basketball this year. Granted, they're out Devin Booker, but we're out Zion. You know, yeah. <laughs> then that rookie, like the Alavero, Alo- yeah. we've been calling Al- him Alavarado or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's. I Shout wish out. I could say his name. He's right. the Alavera to the Suns. You know <laughs> he, really, he, he is, man. He's like the new Pat Bev of the league. He just uh, scrappy on defense. He does that little sneak steal off the sideline. It's cool. It's fun to watch. But yeah, yeah, he finally got CP3 on that, and it was that shit. It's exciting. I'm glad they're making this a series Me too. and putting the the Suns back against the wall, like. You know, they kind of had a cakewalk-ass run last year with everyone getting hurt that they played. I felt like they played a hurt team every single series. Um, and I feel like they're until they got that to way this year, lost. too. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, I hate to say, like, oh, I'm happy they had to go through an injury and shit. But, you know, it, this is adverse, adversity. And, you know, this is what makes those fucking great championship teams. And they got to play through this shit. So Facts. Yeah. Okay, Phoenix, yeah, their back's against the fucking wall. Coming home, too, you know the crowd's going to be nuts. The Suns' crowds have been fucking nuts. But Pelicans are going to come to play. Yeah, that's, a, that's exciting. So who do you got? I do think the Suns are going to prevail. 
I think they're gonna have a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> they have a little bit more um, like vet experience with Paul and stuff like that. I just think. Hey, I think honestly, game, I think you this, call, I think this hey, game four was a great punch of the, was a great the... punch in the mouth <laughs> for them. And I mean, we'll see how they respond tonight. But I I think the Suns are gonna bounce back strong. And I mean, it's now been a week since Book got hurt. So who who's to say he's not back after tonight? They might try and force him back. We'll see. But so I got the Suns. Okay. Didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to hit you with the fucking uh, Infinity War line. When he was like, when you're like experience. And that's like what Loki said to Thanos. And he's like, I have a little bit of experience in that realm. And he's like, if you call failure experience, he's like, I call experience experience. <laughs> that's That's got to be fucking Chris Paul's fucking MO. I call experience experience. doesn't matter if I fail. I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> but... I'm just gonna go against the grain. I'm calling. I'm going for upset. I think that'd be. I I know there's a lot of Suns fans, you know, especially out here. We live in Arizona, but I'm. I think Pelicans, bro. I, I like it. Some just. I'm not a firm believer. I love Chris Paul, honestly, as a player, but there's some dudes who do and don't yeah. in the playoffs, and and he's a my doctor. dude. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a doer. <laughs> oh shit. Let's move on to uh, the Mavericks Jazz series. That's been I called it a great series. You and I talked so much <laughs> shit on this series going in. I really did. It was just two teams that I like really wasn't excited for. You know, I think that's why I was talking shit about it. But they've all turned out to be good games except this last one. Yeah, Jazz just getting fucking smoked. I mean, honestly though, it, I will say too, if you think about it, the the Mavs are a a blown defensive play away from actually winning the series like the fact they got that oop to go bear to win that game at the end with like two seconds left was like just sick you know kind of like how the The Celtics won game one with Tatum (laughs) like that just how to how do you let that happen but yeah okay I feel that it's turning on it's it's going on to game six you know the first series in the in the whole playoffs to get to game six so it's gonna be a good one Donovan Mitchell is Playing well. He really is. So, <laughs> or actually, de- decent enough for them to be in it. Yeah, decent enough for them to be in it. <laughs> so, I know I've gone off a little bit on uh, Luca before. I'm still not a Luca fan. His game just irks me sometimes. I, I like one-on-one dudes, but his one-on-one game just, it's, it's too much. It's like an, it's like suffocating to watch for me. It's almost unbearable sometimes. Yeah, he goes I, ISO way too much. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's terrible. That being said, I hate watching the Jazz play basketball. I don't know why. I, it's something <laughs> inside me. It's just like I I don't like the way they play. I, I don't like really – I don't know. I'm not a big Donovan Mitchell fan. I think he's a really good basketball player. I think Rudy Gobert is an okay basketball player. You know, and like I, I just – I don't even like the way they play. I, I don't know. I, almost every single shot they take, I feel like they're going to miss. Like I – Something about the jazz you just don't have irks me. You don't have confidence in them. And, and that, I don't and think nothing, anyone does. No, I, okay, true. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's like all their turmoil aside. Like if I would just came in like not knowing shit about anything between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and just that team in general over the last years of how much like headbutting and inside turmoil they've had, I just don't like that team. Yeah. For some, there's just teams I watch that I just don't like the way they play. And these are two of them. And I definitely thought Luca Mavs were going to be like more insufferable for me to watch. It's turned into the Jazz 
hundredfold. Hundredfold. I'm low key kind of rooting for the Luca ISOs. <laughs> so I don't gotta watch the fucking the Jazz because at least it's 23 seconds of Luca dribbling <laughs> and hitting a crazy deep three. <laughs> yeah, or like you know, fucking going off one leg halfway out of bounds over the backboard type shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Jazz. I can't. I, can't, I just can't, I can't get behind it, them. I can't figure it out either. It's like I feel like they're like the team that tries to play like fundamentally and kind of old school with like plays and. But they don't execute them the right way, and then they don't have the guy to, I don't know, rise to the challenge to make like the cool, flashy play that everyone likes to see on Sports Center and shit. Like they're just, they're just like a a blah vanilla team, and yeah. it's just eh. And it just feels like, like it's next. all it's all half court. They don't do like I feel like I watch them. They have opportunities for fast breaks where motherfuckers just pull it back out to three, and then they set up for in in the half court. I'm like. Yeah, they're totally old school. It's just all yeah, set terribly played. I don't know that. Yeah, just seeing dudes just, pull up ugh. on fast breaks, it's like that's just, and at least not like kick it out for a quick three. Like you don't even got to drive in today's NBA to be a good possession. Facts. You know what I'm saying? You can have a fast break where you kick it out to a fast three that's wide open. Like they'll just pull it out and let everyone get covered up. Like I don't, I, they're they're mind boggling. It's a, boggling. To me. Mind-boggling. Yeah, mind-boggling. They're, uh, yeah, they're a trip. That's what they are. The Jazz, they're, you're they're a fucking trip. <laughs> <laughs> totally mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so who you got? Yeah, got, I'm going to go Mavs the, for sure. I got the Mavs as well. Just it's the just, fact that they went out and won by almost 30. They won 25? And like, what was like that we're saying, year? like the Jazz don't have like that flashy player. Like Luke is that guy. All of a sudden he scores 19, 20 and a quarter. And it's like, oh shit, Mavs are up fourteen. So yeah. it's, yeah, I got Mavs too. And Donovan Mitchell did do that shit last year. You know, he went off for those fifty point games, and he he's capable of doing that sometimes. I feel like, but it's just like a rarity. Yeah. You know, it's like when uh, Haley's comet or whatever they're called, like one of those random you know asteroids and comets come by. It's like we won't see this again for. 150,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, make sure you tune in at 4:30 tonight. Look at the northwest sky. Donovan Mitchell's going to score 50. <laughs> oh, sorry, Donovan Mitchell. I, I, you know, it is. I don't yeah. fuck. Sorry. Not it's all sorry. love. It is all love, <laughs> but it is my fucking opinion. I don't like watching you play. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Let's quit shitting on that. Because, you know, props to the, the Mavs for coming out and winning by 30 or whatever. And I think they're going to win the series. Yeah. Facts. Uh... Let's go Warriors Nuggets. I'll let you lead it off. What you thinking in that series? How have you seen it? I mean, like we like we called it. <laughs> I mean, they needed we said Jokic needed to have a 40 point day for them to even have a shot to win a game. And what what did he drop? 36 9 and whatever, you know, like Yeah, damn near triple double. Damn again. near triple double and he dropped yeah, 36 and they barely won that game. Um so and the Warriors are going to, I think they were, I wouldn't say they were coasting. I think they were just kind of more expecting them to win with how consistent, how well they've been playing. But yeah, I got, yeah, Warriors are going to win game five and advance on. It's not even, it's, you got to feel bad for Jokic because you can tell he's just out there trying to will everyone to win and he just wants to win and he'll, he'll get his ring eventually. Um, It's definitely not going to be this year. They're gonna. I don't. I don't see them winning this next game. Yeah, they. He ended up going thirty-seven, eight, and six. Yeah. So he had a really good game. And did you hear like the, the like voice snippet thing of like he knew it was gonna be a fucking oop? 
get the, he's like, watch for the lob, watch for the lob. Yeah, yeah, that was which cool. was pretty dope. Like that, that was pretty dope. Jokic is a baller. Like he really is. Um, the fact that they even won a game, like you, we have been saying this. Jokic needed to have a fucking crazy game like that for them to win one, and that's all they were getting. The Warriors, their shooting is just too lethal. They can all of a sudden just put on fucking 42 points in a quarter and it's yeah. like nothing. You know, all of a sudden it's like Warriors on a 17-0 run. Like, how the fuck did that happen? There's, it was four minutes of gameplay, you know? Facts. If that, you know, three minutes of gameplay. It's unbelievable. Um, and they, and, and for him to... My bad. No, no keep go. Going. Oh, the I'm, Nuggets needed a... My uh, bad. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> the, the Nuggets needed a... Monty Morris game where he he was like what nine for nine in the second half, you know? Like yeah, that, some crazy shit. He didn't even, and they needed that to win, or they weren't going to win that game. So I just had to throw that in there too. My bad, didn't mean to cut cut you off over there. No, it was. I feel that that's exactly what they needed. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah, he had these fucking crazy heroics, and they win by five. You know, in a game that they easily could have lost to. Um, yeah, Warriors definitely in five, in my opinion. But shout outs to Denver going in there with their number two and number three guy out. <coughs> Excuse me, out all season. You know, uh, all you heard about was, are they going to come back? Those two were talked about more like coming back than anybody, I feel like. More than Ben Simmons almost. Like, Ben Simmons <laughs> was number one. <laughs> Those, Michael Porter Jr., I felt like all year too, was like, Michael Porter Jr. might come back. Michael Porter Jr. I am surprised Jamal Murray didn't and Jamal come Murray, back. How many? He missed the whole season, and when did he get hurt? He got hurt like middle of the season last year. Oh, uh, maybe a little bit more towards the maybe, end. Maybe like I don't fucking was, remember when he got hurt. Yeah, I should have looked that up. That's my fault. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely expected at least one of them to be back this year too. But that just how much they talked about it of like you know it not as much as Ben Simmons because that was like a daily fucking talk. I felt like oh Ben Simmons might be back. Ben Simmons might be back. We'll get to all that, but. Yeah, that those two for them to even win a game without those two, props to props to Denver getting that one dub. But this is as far as your boat sails, you know, nuggets. Some I apologize. Sorry. Yeah, you're already oh. taking on water and you're about to capsize. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go down with the ship. <laughs> Dip. <laughs> no, so yeah, I Warriors in five. But Denver Almost, even if they come back, I'm if I'm Denver, I'm almost going back to the drawing board, building even a better team around Yoke. If we can even get some, you know, draft capital for Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray and whoever you got, and just try and build around Jokic, build him like the prototypical team. Because even if they were back, I don't know if they compete with. I mean, the Jamal Murray's buckets ish. But he's he's, I mean, he's a Donovan Mitchell to me too. Of like, yeah, every now and then he goes off. He's, but I feel like he's a little bit more flashier than more explosive than Mitchell. But Jokic needs a running mate. I do think it's time to cut ties with Michael Porter Jr. I like, love see, him too. And see what I you loved can get him coming out. He was my favorite player in that draft. I was like, oh, Bulls draft Michael Porter Jr. And we didn't. I was fucking salty. And thankfully not. But when he plays, he balls. It's yeah, just the back exactly. problems. It's literally the back is no joke. That Heard it here first, folks. He's gotten a lot better shooting too. too. Splashers. If he was actually playing and healthy, uh, a what if? Yeah, what if this ain't you know, the Marvel we'll, version? We'll see. We'll see next year or this offseason, depending on what the Nuggets do. But they'll be they'll be back. The Joker don't play around. No, they'll be playoffs every year but, that he's in there. Like he, they won't miss the playoffs with that motherfucker. They'll at least be the eight, the eight, nine or ten seed. You know. Yeah. And then now that oh the play-in's no more, but they'll at least be the eight seed every Thanks. year with that fool. Um, and then let's talk that last West series. We got 
Yeah, we both took Warriors, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. Let's talk that last West. Um, Memphis Grizzlies, Minnesota Timberwolves. Kind of a wild, more exciting series than I was expecting, but probably the most. No, I wouldn't say most, but up there in like disappointment for like different reasons. You know, like overall series wise and games, they've been really good. But I've been hella disappointed by John Morant and just the Grizzlies in general. Like, I don't know, like Minnesota is a good team and they they were on a hot streak. But when you look at them, it's like all you got to do when they win is take Carl Anthony Towns out of it. And he's like probably the top three emotional player in the in the league. I've never seen a dude lose it more than him. If like he just screams and those tamper <laughs> tantrums. Like, he does just seem like he's just yelling out there for no fucking reason. <laughs> just screaming like. And just like. Dude misses a shot, he's yelling. He doesn't get the ball, he's yelling. On the three-point line, 98% of the fucking game. It's like, get your big ass on the fucking block. And hey, that's when... He won the three-point contest. And that's what was the worst thing in his career, because <laughs> he kills it when he's on the block, or he's, you know, gets it, you know, on the, you know, 15, 20-foot out, make a move, you know, drive, he can dish, like, he's a good handler. He just, he's way too fucking emotional for me. I, I can't handle that. I'm weak. So I've been, it's been a very exciting series, gone back and forth. Um, but I don't know. It just, it seems like a series of two teams with all fake tough guys. <laughs> I'm dead. I, um, I, I mean, they got some tough guys. I, I, I do think job about that. Steven Adams. I wouldn't want to bark up his tree. He got benched. Um, I, that's right. That's right. Crazy. He probably is about that life, but, but he, from the this, bench. This has been, a, this has been a good series to me. Yeah. It's been disappointing. I think Memphis expected to probably. Be doing a lot. Better I never watched a lot of Memphis. Lot this is disappointing for me but in Memphis. Being Minnesota has a team that matches up well with them, and like Carl Anthony Towns, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, Anthony Edwards, and Jaw, D'Angelo Russell, and uh, Dylan Brooks kind of match up well, you know. So and like and he matches up well with that Desmond Bain as well. Um, so this is, it's just, it's just been a good series. Yeah, it's kind of been and like these crazy protests. What is what is going on with these fans right now? Yeah, we can like, talk about that. <laughs> that's crazy to me. Three times, like she chained herself to the <laughs> to the freaking post. Bro, that was hilarious. That should have me fucking weak. And then yeah. the other one, homegirl, just gets tackled right out on the court. But not that shit was not trying to get too far off that. Um, no, but let's talk about that for a second because yeah. I we'll we'll finish our thoughts about this series. But I for, I totally forgot to bring that up. We got to talk that fuck. But it's been good, and I think this is going to be the one series that goes seven games in round one. True, it's just kind of a a back and forth, and I got I got Timberwolves pulling out the upset and winning. Okay, just gonna fucking go for it all. Yep, they're up 13 right now in the big uh, pivotal game seven with like six minutes left in the fourth. So we'll see how it ends. But game five, but I said game five. I don't thought you said game seven. I said it's gonna go seven. Hmm. Hmm. Did I say pivotal game <clears throat> seven? I think so. Oh. Run the tapes, but uh, yeah, run it no, back. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I feel you. I, I'm sorry. I, I cut you off multiple times. No, no, I did no. want to talk these protests. <clears throat> I feel you on. It has been a very good series and, you know, like electric. But yeah, I have still been disappointed. The most exciting part for me has been these crazy ass protests. Like, I get it to protest this dude because I looked it up. Because <laughs> you know why they're protesting. I, I didn't mean to laugh at that. Um, I am laughing and I'm not laughing. But why they're protesting is the owner of the Mavericks. 
dude owns a chicken farm and a lot of his birds owner the uh, owner of the the T-wolves Timberwolves I mean, yeah only Mavericks Mark Cuban he don't own no chicken farm um so owner of the T-wolves has a uh chicken farm and um a lot of his stock ended up getting bird flu so they have to kill off all the birds that have bird flu and I looked it up because I was like, damn, how many did I have to kill? You know, like, had to have been a lot for, like, these protests and shit. Uh, how many do you think they had to kill, like, for people to protest like this? How many do you think his farm killed because of bird flu? The, the way people, I mean, it's probably a very justly cause. <laughs> but the way people be doing it, I bet he killed 500 chickens. <laughs> Bro, he killed 5.3 million. Oh! <laughs> Yo, five. Point three million chickens on this farm. I'm like, holy fuck! I saw that number. I'm like five point three. I wish you guys could see my face. Right? I'm <laughs> speechless. Five point three. I was tripping. I'm like, that does seem like an awful lot of chickens. Oh, Pete about to go ham. But that's why they've been protesting. So for a, a justful cause. I mean, I I'm not an expert on all of that. Like, I don't know. Like, if he did, he have another like twenty million chickens on did he have like 25 million and five of them had bird flu so he had to or you know kill them all so that the other 15 yeah, million is it, live is it only 10 percent of his farm or yeah i don't know yeah. the the full numbers but that is a lot of fucking chickens but i don't know if that's a common thing that happens in the industry you know that's something that never you hear about you know i think because he's the owner of a you know team that makes it on tv you know rightfully like that's where you can make your stance and you're seen but Dude, spending these expensive ass tickets. This last one where the the ladies were sitting right behind the owner, they're right behind him and they jumped over him. And the one lady was gonna had like a a referee uniform on underneath her clothes, and was gonna <laughs> and I guess was planning on throwing him out of the game. <laughs> I'm weak. Uh, but that cop, bro, tackled her. Ass <laughs> yeah. Tackled the fuck out of her, and then they got the other girl too. So it's just been it's been wild. And for these expensive ass seats, like thousands of dollars, just to go and get protests and get kicked out and never go to a game again. I mean, they must not be NBA fans, so I mean, it's probably not. Got to make a stand. And then the the tickets are probably paid for by whatever they're trying to represent. You know, yeah, whatever Bird group, flu. whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever group they rep, yeah, whatever I, set I, they rep in, <laughs> yeah, whatever set they rep in. Riding for them chicken clan. <laughs> uh, but, you know, 5.3, that had me tripping. So, I feel it. Uh, that just seems drastic. Yeah, that is that is quite a bit. <laughs> That's a couple. Uh, but as far as the series goes, <laughs> let's get back to basketball. Um, yeah, it's... I want to go Minnesota with you, too. Honestly, like, I do want to go on a limb and say that Memphis was probably the most overhyped team all year. Like, I never watched, I probably only watched like five or six Memphis games. You know, and the ones that I did watch, I never like wish, like, oh my God, they jumped off the screen. They're amazing. They dominated. I never watched any, and I'm sure they had those games this season. They were the number two team in the West, but they must have caught everybody on their off night. Because this type of basketball, they're not moving on any further if no. this is how they're playing. Facts. I mean, Timberwolves are a good team, but I mean, you're the number two team in the West. You you were a better team than the Warriors record-wise. And the Warriors, off tape, just jumped the fuck off on your screen. Like, they're not even in the same stratosphere to me. Like, if Memphis plays the Warriors, Warriors sweeping them as of the way they're playing. The way it's I, looking right now, yeah, for sure. I just, I, I'm not bought in. I'm going to go, 
I'm gonna go Timberwolves in six. Right. I'm just I'm not bought in. I'm I'm kind of salty that Ja got the most improved player. Like he won most improved player, and maybe I'm I like him as a player. I think he is a really, really, really good player. But you can't win rookie of the year and then most improved player. Like you clearly were balling. Like there were other dudes who had bigger increases in their stats and like overall play than Ja. Like he definitely got better, but I think other like Jordan Poole should have won that fucking record. Or won, I, won that award. Yeah, most I agree improved with that. from where he was to where he is this year. Like Ja, he got a little better, but it was not it's like nothing in my opinion to write home about of like I got ten times better than I was last year. Yeah. He still makes dumbass mistakes. This whole <laughs> series has been making dumbass mistakes and just having dumbass possessions. Facts. Just trying to do way too much. Like, yeah. I got Timberwolves in six. But Grizzlies okay. back against the wall. Do yeah, some. Definitely. Yeah. Do some. Let's go east. I'm ready now for the east. All right. I'm ready now for the east. I got the west off my chest. <laughs> Let's just start right away with Celtics Nets. Okay, yeah, cool. Let's just get that one. You can go first because I got, I got some shit to say on this one. That's, I'm just going to start off right now. I'm going to lead this off, actually. The KD versus LeBron debate is no longer. Stop. It's already it's already off the table. Um, but honestly, um, unbelievable. The fact that they got swept is I'm. Um, it's kind of disgusting. Just the the team that they have and the moves that they've made and the fact that they weren't even able to win a game. Now, granted, the officiating in this series was was freaking fucking terrible. Like, freaking fucking. <laughs> that's how. That's bad freaking it. fucking terrible. <laughs> that's how bad it was. <laughs> um, NBA needs to do something about that ASAP. But it's time to. I think it's time to start putting a little respect on Tatum's name. It really is. He's he, he's already been getting it. But as far as like from QI roll <laughs> from our <laughs> from our perspective, he he earned he earned his stripes with me. Like this, the fact that they swept KD and Kyrie. Crazy to me. Crazy. Um, I wanted to talk shit about how they were shooting too, but Durant shot 38% during the series, the whole series, and Kyrie shot 44% from the series. So like, it's not like they fell off. It was just crazy to see how much they weren't KD able usually to shoots in the 50s, put though. it together. He he definitely, you could tell he had a down series. He is probably more high 40s for yeah. sure. But, I mean, 38% isn't terrible. That's True. more than a third of the time. True. Um math <laughs> but yeah just um number one defense on the celtics i do think that they could have called as much as we bish about fouls i feel like they could have called so many more fouls the way the celtics were playing defense swarming but like swatting too and just constantly swiping whatever um but hats off to them they uh i mean to just to sweep a team like that they're going to have a lot of momentum and a lot of hype going into the next round for them. Not to mention they're going to get a few days off too. So kudos to them, man. KD's got some uh I don't want to say answers because he just don't he don't give a shit and he doesn't have answers. He's he's an assassin and he's a great shooter, but definitely starting to raise some eyebrows at him and question marks with Kyrie too. He needs to just seem like he needs more effort. Um, or something. I don't know. And this dude, Ben Simmons, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of with Stephen <laughs> A and uh, everybody else. Like, where's your competitive spirit at, bro? Like, your team's got its back against the wall in a win-or-go-home game. 
they're saying it's going to be your debut and then the morning of or the morning before you're no longer playing i just what a cop out that's horseshit i don't know if rich paul's telling him he needs to do that so that he actually wins his um case with the sixers to get that 20 million back or what but just a, as an athlete a former athlete and as like <laughs> and as a competitor like it just sickens me that he just it, he didn't even try he didn't even try and get out on the court and give it like a good four to five minutes. What would and that have just done? Seeing if he could go. I mean, he was talked about as being a defensive player of the year before all this drama and shit with the Sixers and stuff. So get out there for five minutes and play your ass off on Tatum and Brown and see if you can provide. And if you can't, then sit your ass down. But the fact that he didn't even try just drives me nuts. Like, yeah, where's the competitive spirit? Where's the competitive fire? Man, just fucking just retire at this point. Like it's almost <laughs> pathetic. It's borderline pathetic. And that's all I'm gonna say on that. All right. Celtics look good. Uh, Go off, sis. Yeah. <laughs> Celtics are probably gonna win their next series too, no matter who they play. That's how I'm feeling about them right now. They look. They look really good. All right, bet. I'm gonna go. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I love it, Jake. Nice. Okay. Um, terribly put. Um, no, I'm joking. Well put, but I'm going to, this is what I'm going to say about this whole series. I'm not even going to disagree with you. I am so fucking disappointed in the Nets. It was embarrassing to watch. And I'm not even a Nets fan. Just as a Kevin Durant fan, all four games, I have never watched a team not play defense the way the Nets don't play defense. It's fucking it's so crazy to me. Like, I don't understand how you're an NBA player. Watch film. These motherfuckers watch zero film. Zero. I'm, they literally walk out and the booby miles, baby. They got five booby miles on the team. It felt like nobody watched film. Yeah. Like they couldn't see like, <clears throat> fuck man, we don't run back for shit. We over, we over help on double teams and leave wide open three pointers and then don't fucking go out there to commit to try to fucking stop or to contest a three. Like it was so embarrassing. And going on the KD and Kyrie stuff, I'm gonna I'm gonna put more of the blame on KD. And he's my favorite player. KD takes a lot of the blame. The the whole like, you want to shut the door on him versus Braun debate is not out of the out of, not out of the scenario because Braun got swept in the finals. Um and KD came into this series as the seven seed with a terrible KD team. KD also had to join one of the best but, teams ever assembled to even win a championship. So did Braun. And that's why I'm so saying So did Braun. Bron did the exact same thing when he had to go the, with D Wade, and he was, had to go with Chris Bosh. Shit, the year before though, like, stop. They weren't shit. They had D Wade. They made the playoffs. Yeah, but they weren't winning. KD joined a team that was already getting to the finals, but they had to not win won a ring. It that last year. That's no. Come on. <laughs> okay. Uh, anywho, if, if, okay. Anywho, door's not closed. It's a anywho, very, very big asterisk. Okay, cool. It's a big asterisk. I have nine big asterisks on fucking LeBron's career. If we want to go into that, but we're not going to go into that. We're talking KD right now. That door is not shut. This series is a big fucking blemish on him, though. Like, the way he shot in 1, 2, and 3 was pathetic. And I do want to go off right now and say, from this day forward, I am rooting for the way that the NBA is being officiated. I am going for inconsistent 
NBA refing because I've gone so hard on it for the last 10 years that I'm flipping sides. And maybe if I flip sides, it'll go the opposite way because nothing <laughs> fucking falls in my favor. So I am rooting. I'm glad you brought it up. I'm rooting for the NBA. Please keep it up. You guys are killing it this playoffs. I love everything I'm seeing from you guys. It's the same across any series and any game. There's there's nothing that needs to change with the NFL. And BA officiating. It's it's amazing. It's like, phenomenal. It's is phenomenal. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> the thing with the Boston Celtics, though, I'm still not sold. They did sweep the Nets, but this just proved why the Nets were the seven seed. They're not a good team. I'm going off like Kevin Durant needs to take a lot of that blame, but a majority of that blame needs to go on fucking Kyrie Irving too. Where the fuck was Kyrie? Kyrie had a good game one and then hit one three in game four, and then that's all you saw of this motherfucker shooting thirteen times, thirteen times in in a must-win game versus your arch nemesis who everyone just keeps talking shit about you and you can't go off. You have one game and then, granted, KD let fucking homie get to the rim, but then Kyrie just let him lay it up. He could have at least tackled that motherfucker to the ground, made him hit it from the line. You know? I also feel like he shot 13 times because Durant was kind of in a little bit more of a rhythm and was taking a little bit more control of the offensive possessions. He was, but there, I mean... Kyrie's one of those dudes where he gets his shots. I've seen him just completely control an entire possession multiple times. It was just, he deserves a lot of that blame. And then last Steve Nash, like everyone's calling for this job, his job. I don't think he needs to get fired, but that had to have been one of the worst coached. Maybe they don't listen to him and maybe they just want to do their own fucking thing, but that has to be the worst coached series I've ever watched in my life. They didn't make one fucking adjustment. It was unbelievable to watch. Like literally letting... Boston do whatever the fuck they want, and they're like, okay, we're going to double KD, and not having any plays off it, not getting anything set up, not trying to switch any lineups up and go big and try to offset it and just give a different look for five minutes. Just doing the exact same thing, getting beat, getting beat, beat getting beat, getting beat. And like, like you, kind of like you said, how is there no adjustments on defense when like they would just always over-pursue on the trap or the double team, and it was just always open three and no one swings out? Like You see that five times, that's enough to be like, all right, we're just gonna we're gonna die by the man for a little bit, but quit closing out on that, and let's just see what happens. Yeah, and give up and a they two. Never, yeah, and give up the, if he beats us to the rack, he beats us to the rack. But we're not giving up these threes; they're hitting them. I'm and I'm a big dummy, and I'm watching this. Like this series made me sick. But props to Boston. I do think Boston. I know I talked a lot of shit. Shoutouts to Malik. I do want to give my boy a quick little shoutouts. He you know he got on me. He's a Boston fan, rightfully so. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of props. I am. This is what I'm going to have to say to the Boston fans. I'm happy that in year 10 with Jason Tatum, you guys finally win one playoff series. <laughs> so pat on your pat yourselves on the back. <laughs> Be happy about it. <laughs> Cause y'all ain't the y'all ain't it. I'm not a Jason Tatum fan. Still. I'm not, I'm not bought in. Yeah. He played some good defense, but if we want to, if I really want to say about the officiating, it's so crazy how, you can guard Kevin Durant as hard as you fucking want. Like, just because P.J. Tucker got away with it last year, now it's like, okay, they have to play Kevin Durant aggressively like that, where you can just bump him, bump him, bump him, be all in his shit. He can't even keep his pivot foot down. You do that with anybody else, it's instant foul. You're swiping arms, yeah. instant fucking foul. Jason Tatum swiped his arm 500 times and no foul. You know, and it's like, you do that a little bit on Giannis. You touch Giannis after watching this series, which... I'm just going to shift into that series. Yeah. You fucking touch Giannis one time instantly to the free throw line. And the dude is. Oh, man. <laughs> I just dropped the pad. Um, and the dude is instantly to the fucking free throw line. It's unbelievable. He's a seven foot, 290 pound monster who can run full speed 
where one stride takes up 47 feet and he can just <laughs> barrel into you. And as soon as you touch him, the it's Greek up. freak, man, don't hate on it. No, anywho, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, yes, the officiating. Yeah. Please keep it up. NBA killing it. But that series just to end, I'm so disappointed in the nets. KD is still my favorite player. That door is still not shut, but they need to, the Ben Simmons thing. I, I didn't talk about Ben Simmons. Everything you said about Ben Simmons. I agree with. But what the fuck was he going to do? He come back for game four and has a terrible game. They're going to, everyone just going to shit down his throat. You know, literally, if he comes back and even if he comes back and plays seven minutes, they're going to be like, oh, you played seven minutes. It's the back. This dude ain't never going to play again. He never going to play again. Michael Porter Jr. ain't never going to play again or never going to beat to that level. I'm telling you, you fuck your back up like that. You don't come back unless, you know, you're fucking from Russia and you get all these stem cells. Um, But yeah, I, that was disappointing. Celtics are getting swept by the Bucks round two. So let's talk about the Bucks. They're looking good. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking great. Oh my God. My man, Grayson Allen. Just sharpshooter. <laughs> I don't understand what it is. Has he missed? I think he's missed one three the whole series. We're losing to Tweedledum and Tweedledumber. We're losing to <laughs> fucking Bobby Portis and Grayson Allen. <laughs> I can't stand either one. I, honestly, what we need to get is. Nikola Mirotic to come back, play with us one game, game five, just get into a fight with Bobby Portis again, get his jaw broke, but then it'll probably bust a whole fight out where we can get like seven other dudes suspended. I'm you fucking know? But, weak. And then, and then it's just like a, a null. It's a cat scratch. <laughs> <laughs> no one moves on. <laughs> Both teams eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a serious note, I'm so disappointed with my Bulls. Like, I'm, a, I'm proud of them. I didn't think we were going to have this good of a season. Overall in this series, I'm I'm just so disappointed. Like we we just cannot hit a shot. We have terrible possessions. We cannot hit shots and we can't play defense. Like and even when we do play defense, they're just making unbelievable shots, it feels like. Like some of these shots they're making, they just are not missing. Like when Grayson there's nothing Allen you can do when they're going six for six from three. You know, there's there, there's nothing you can do. You can't. And Neanderthal uh, Brooke Lopez can just fucking <laughs> swing his arms wherever way and just release a ball at any fucking point. Doesn't matter where he releases a ball, it somehow finds its way in. Like I've never seen anything <laughs> it like it. It is and one too. It's crazy. <laughs> Every single time he shoots, he's fouled. It's hilarious. No player's ever been fouled more than Brooke Lopez. But yeah, I'm I'm disappointed in my Bulls. You know, I do have hope, and I think we're gonna win this next one. Even with Levine out, I think Levine out is going to help us because Levine been pissing me off. But I'm weak. I, I think so I think we lose in six. We're probably going to lose in five. Hot take. Off season, we trade for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, DeMar DeRozan. We'll still have Vooch. We'll still have Caruso. We'll still have Kobe White. We still have Patrick okay. Williams. <laughs> we win it all. <laughs> yeah. We're going to give up. We're going to give up Levine, Javante Green. The only way Derek Jones and like three first rounders. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the only way that happens if it's all the first rounders are in it. But great, great take there. That would be cool to see. Uh, I mean, Durant in a Bulls uniform too. I I think I'd root for that. That'd be fun to watch. Um, but yeah, you know what? My, Milwaukee getting in that. House, Milwaukee though. is Milwaukee's winning in five. I think like you're like yeah, Levine hasn't been having a good series, but him now being in COVID protocols and probably. Missing this game, um, Bucks are gonna win. Like I think, I I am surprised because after you guys won that game and Middleton being out the series, 
it was like, oh shit, Tides might be kind of turning. This might go seven games, six, seven games. Somehow Grayson but Allen turned somehow, better than Middleton. That's why somehow Grayson Allen turned into Steph and or Clay and just isn't missing. And it's, uh, and yeah, we I got, hate him so much. I like it was overall like I hate that motherfucker so much. So of anybody, oh, of course, <laughs> of course, <laughs> it's fucking Grayson Allen. Yeah, I got. Oh, I got I got Bucks winning this next game. Series over. Damn um, to the next. Damn. I'm, 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 Spit I'm, on me too. <laughs> not trying to kick you while you're down, bro. You guys did have to start the season off hot, but then Patrick Williams got hurt, and then you know Levine got a little bit banged up, and then Lonzo, Lonzo got hurt, and then Caruso got hurt, and then Lonzo's ne- never even came back. Yeah. So I think you guys had all this rhythm and momentum, and had you been able to keep that. Going into the postseason, I think it'd be a different story. Just got stymied fucking but, all season. You know? Oof. It's, yeah, better luck next year and we'll see. You know? The, but the Bulls are probably one of the more exciting teams in the East as far as, like, foundational. You know, Bucks are probably going to lose some role players going into next season. You know, Sixers are in a weird spot. Nets are now in a really weird spot. Yeah, true. So, yeah, I think the Bulls have a lot to look forward to, but... Yeah, uh, and on to next on year. On to next year. I'm on sorry, to next year, bro. Honestly, I'm just the just to finish this because this is probably the last time I will talk about this series. Because when we lose, I'm not bringing it up. <laughs> um, yeah, the the last thing with officiating, I I just I can't get over the officiating. Granted, we have missed a lot of shots, but it's just it's so polar opposites for teams. You know, like when I don't know what these teams do to get on these officiating's good sides, like. Uh, is it like pure love or is it more like ransom note fucking, you know, gun to head of like, call, like, I, I it's really, so biased though. I Every game, it I feels really like. do think it's pure love. And a lot of these guys and like, I feel it too. Cause I'd, I'd have a hard time with it, but like, but as, proven that as they men, cheat. there's so much pride that it's like, if you give them that pure love and almost kiss their ass, they're going to give you what you want because they're like. They feel bow like down. they're in they're, control they're of the, the game. Authority. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so it's, Stanford it's fucking annoying. experiment. Where's yeah. Forrest Whitaker when you need him? <laughs> but this half is fucking guards. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see uh, that? Stanford no, I don't experiment? think I ever watched that actually. Yeah, it's uh, where it's like yeah, half the they got like a collection of people and they made half people, half of the people, um, uh, prisoners and the other half guards. And they just like said like these are gonna be your roles, these are gonna be your roles, and they like totally bought into it and got like crazy to where like the guards were being abusive and like totally like, and it, the movies. Wow, I think it's based off the tr- a true thing. I think that happened. Like, don't don't quote me on that, but for some reason it's coming to my head that that was an actual thing, like the Stanford experiment, that that truly happened. But they made a movie about it, and Forrest Whitaker becomes like the the head guard, and he's just a total fucking cocksucker. The whole movie, you can't stand him. Um. He just becomes like the worst and like gets all the power to his head. And that's how these refs are. Yeah. That's, well, I have, I have to watch that. That's literally how these refs are. It's just, un, yeah. I, I don't know. And it's just like, they must be used to just no basketball because none of them look like they could ever play in the league. I don't know how they looked in their prime, but all of them are, it's like five, eight and below. So it's all like, you know, smaller dudes. So they're around these big giants, you know, and they're like, you're going to respect me, you know, because you double my size. Yeah. yeah. They're just, they're petty as fuck. Yeah, but let's uh, let's move on let's, to the next let's one. Keep moving yeah. on. Let's go, uh, Heat Hawks. That's kind of a another eh, stanker. I don't yeah. think the Hawks just caught fire at the right time last year, 
get into the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's about where I'm going to leave it. They just don't seem like they're a really good basketball team. They're very dependent upon Trey Young shooting not 80% good. from the floor to win games. And uh, <coughs> they just, they're just they very cold and streaky team. Like, and honestly, the final came in. I don't want to say the Heat ended that's up That's what I was going to say. What time? So Heat won the series? Yep. Yeah. And no surprise there. That's a... And, like, I know everyone's really high on Jimmy Butler. I'm, too. I'm actually a really big fan. But he seems like he's on another level this year. It seems like he's even kind of bringing it a little more. And they're he even a, be with us. They're even a, a better team than they were last year. Bam seems like he's healthy. Harrow's having a much better year than he was last year. And they got Kyle Lowry. I know he's. I don't know he didn't play last week or last game with the little hamstring tweak, but. And he yeah, hasn't been he, playing he that great. He's a different team this year. And he's so been looking that, great. No surprise there. Um, whoever they end up playing in the next round, that's going to be a fantastic series. For sure. And that's... I'm just I'm going to leave it at that because that was a pretty whack series. The Heat just, I feel like, kicked their ass every game. They, they yeah. got a lucky dub and everyone was hitting shots that game. Yeah, it just goes off to the thing. It was total fluke last year that they were good. They got hot. They were hitting threes. Um... I will say this. I had Tatum and Trey Young in that same conversation of just like the most overhyped players in the league that are trash. Okay. Tatum is a peg above Trey Young right now. So he's up. I was going to say, he, there's got to be some distance maybe between them. Two pegs. Now, he moved like two that. pegs, maybe yeah. three pegs out of trash realm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Trey Young living in trash realm. Like, he's no longer a dumpster. No, he's a laundry basket. <laughs> yeah, right. Your dumpster's no longer on fire. <laughs> okay. You okay. Have found he's still a dumpster. Baking soda. <laughs> um But no, Trey Young, I just I am so not bought into him. I he's another one too. I don't like his game. He he the thing is, everyone says Steph ruined the NBA because all these dudes want to shoot threes, all these dudes want to shoot threes. And I I say there's like a good amount of truth in that. You know, I really don't think so. I think he killed the NBA for confidence. For real. Because he <laughs> came in and he was just overly confident. Like, and he could he had the confidence to, you know, shoot, you know, logo shots and was hitting them consistently. And he has the confidence to do that and had the skill to back it up. And now these other dudes just come in with this overhyped confidence and not the skill to back that shit up. Yeah, and Trey Young was facts. one of those dudes. It's like, cool, open gym and in practice we can see you hit fucking all these shots. And, you know, in the first quarter when no one's guarding you, you come up to the logo and hit a fucking three. But I just, I'm so not bought into him. He plays so erratic and has dumb possessions and takes terrible, terrible shots. And you can't put up eight points in a playoff game. And what did he, what did he put up tonight? And like, think to be, and think you're good. And I, I will say, I think, uh, the rule change proved us right about him. You know, it was like last year he was getting to the line probably eight to ten more times a game with free throws. Dropped Just, 11 tonight. Oof. Yeah, terrible. On two of 12. Oh. oh five from three. Oh. Yeah, that's trash. I mean, proving us right. And, and that's, that's why with the, like, yeah, just back to. Look like, who else's I know, game got I killed. I know we're Hardens. shitting on officiating pretty hard, but it's like he was the one that was like the most terrible of just like. You literally jump into you during his jump shot, and they would call a foul. And yep. you know the fact that they finally took that away, we're seeing it. It's costing him ten points a game. It is. You know, him and Harden were the two that so were affected that, by it most. And look at their games; they're not shooting twenty-seven free throws a game. I couldn't agree with you more. And their line is just not there. And now it just looks like you're taking terrible shots. And 
he does that so much. He does the fuck you're so right like that yeah. is so frustrating to watch isn't it like i hate that shit when dude just take ridiculous shots to jump into somebody's chest it's like are you that like unsure of yourself that you can't hit a three <laughs> with a dude on you you have to jump into him to get to the free throw line like you're a bum and he was like you could see he modeled his game that way to like get to the line and that's i'm glad the nba kind of put their foot down on that so, hell yeah i mean we'll see what he's like next year but you could tell it really affected him this year is he in bum territory for you where where is he on yours because for me realistically he is he is now almost taking over the mantle as the most overhyped player in the league i think he's a bum to me because there's just something about him that i don't like <laughs> and I, don't know, I don't know if it's the fact that he, i mean he's like what 27 and his hair's already thin as fuck like completely going bald and don't hate on like, caruso <laughs> but no nah, some about him yeah I, there's some about him too yeah but Atlanta took a fat fucking L trading Luca for him. And he used to not like Luca. Fat fucking L. Shout out the Heat though. That's uh they look good and they're playing pretty solid basketball together moving on to that next round. Uh let's get on to Yeah, but yeah, last thing, so I I just shit on them, but yeah, Heat ended up winning it. They're for real. They're a good team. They were slept on probably more than anybody else. And I love Jimmy Butler. He should still be a bull. They're going to be a really good team. They're going to be a really, really, really hard out. So props to the Heat. But yeah, let's move on to the last one. 76ers, Raptors. Um, Man, another team I had no faith in. 76ers. And <laughs> I mean, they look good. And they're kind of proving me right, though. I mean, they're they're a crazy Joel Embiid fadeaway three from being down 3-2. You know? Uh, okay. That, that, he hit that, that buzzer gonna, beater to win the game. It was tied, though. So uh, it would have went to another overtime. Okay. Okay. Eh, still. They're, they're very, very close to being down 3-2. And all these that. games have been close. Raptors are a very, you know, chippy team, and we talked about that. But 76ers should have had their fucking way with them this series. Yeah. James Harden ain't all that. Playoff if Harden, it man. It, it's it's a real up. thing. And if it ain't for Tyrese Maxey, they're not winning shit. Joel Embiid is a beast, but even him too, like, I don't, 76ers are another team I just really don't like watching 76ers yeah. play. I will say, you know, like Joel Embiid, he has a torn ligament in his shooting hand thumb that plays a factor. I mean, as much as you want to tough it out and it is what it is. I forgot he tore that shit. That's going to affect him. He's a big man that'd be banging down low and being aggressive and... So that's going to affect a few shots, especially on those layups that are a little bit more contested. And I will say also, like, I mean, yeah, the Raptors are are playing pretty well and have won two in a row, but Siakam had a Jokic game and had, like, a 36-point triple-double. So, like, he didn't have a triple-double. He had, like, six and five. But he dropped 36 points, and they needed yeah. someone like him to do that to win. So even with playoff Harden and Embiid's injury, I do think they're going to win this next game in advance, but yeah, they don't. The Sixers are a a pretty streaky team right now. Like, yeah, and I agree. If if it wasn't for Maxi, kind of teetering the consistency on offense, they'd be in trouble. They'd be in trouble for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at this last game they lost. Maxi didn't have a good game, and neither did Harden. Harden went four of eleven. Maxi went five of fourteen. Ooh. Um, you were hyping him up too. <laughs> yeah, James Harden was a minus eleven plus or minus ten plus minus. Maxi was a minus sixteen. Literally, ever, it, hilarious. This last game, the only person 
with a fucking positive plus minus um, for the 76ers in this last game that they just lost was uh, Shake Milton. He's plus one. <laughs> Hilarious, bro. Shake Milton was the only one. And uh, yeah, he did that play in 10 minutes. <laughs> but every single starter, I mean, they just, I mean, Tobias Harris played 44 minutes. Tyrese Maxey played 42 and then Embiid and Harden played 40. It's like if those all those dudes are playing that much, you got to fucking you got to win. Um Yeah, they're I I don't know. I who do you who do you got in this series? I think the Sixers are going to win it. I I do I think the Sixers are going to be able to get it done. Uh they just have a little bit more firepower and I think are a little bit more consistent. Like the Raptors really do need a thirty-plus point game from one of their guys to to True. win. Like they need, but I'm so, looking. They need someone to be go- playing lights out. This last game, Siakam had dropped twenty-three and he was their leading scorer. Oh, so it was the game before the that. game before. But yeah, this one he went 23, 10, and seven. But then it's like it was sixteen, twelve, sixteen, seventeen. You know, like they they got scoring from all over. It's gonna be. I got Philly in seven. Okay. It's something with Doc Rivers not being able to close these games out. True. That's that's his kryptonite now. It, it is. I got I got Philly in seven, but I think they're losing game six, bro. But I think they're losing game six. But yeah, to end that shit, please, Adam Silver, keep the officiating the same. The fans love it. We love it. We love seeing it. <laughs> uh it's exciting. It it's a good image for the league. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Great image. So let's keep that up. Kudos all around. Good work, guys. Round of applause. Stand up. Um, Let's shift gears. So we talked a lot of uh, NBA. This NFL draft's coming up. And uh, it's Thursday. We're taping this Tuesday. So we're going to give you a little synopsis of, you know, our opinion on this draft. Um, First off, I want to say probably the least exciting draft I almost can ever remember. I don't want to say like ever. Like maybe there was one that was like least less exciting, but I just don't. I don't see it happening. Wow! As we're watching this Minnesota Memphis game, it is turning freaking crazy. And Memphis just John won. just hit a crazy layup to win. Wow! So everything I just said, Minnesota in in uh, six no longer stands. <laughs> oh my god, Minnesota! Both these teams are just not good. Either of them. Yeah, Minnesota was up twelve at one point in the fourth quarter and just lost. Just terrible. They've blown so many leads this series. They don't. They're terrible. It's Memphis and six now. I just. I yeah. think I said T Wolves and seven. It's now Memphis and six. Uh, yeah, it was a crazy layup. <laughs> I'm, I'm changing. I mean, yeah, it, 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 they're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. Um. Yeah. Okay, that happened. Another wrong take for Dean. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but back to this draft. Yeah, let's get yeah. back to this draft. I totally so, agree. This has been like the most boring, just like, there's like no hype to it this year. And, and yeah, the I would definitely say in, in recent memory, the most boring one I can remember. I don't know if it's just because kind of like what we were talking about before, like Niners don't have a first round pick this year. So I don't know if I'm just not as tuned in, um, especially with all this Debo drama, but... <laughs> And Jimmy drama. And Jimmy shit and too. Lynch drama. <laughs> Shanny drama. But stop. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. It's kinda 
eh. No one really. I don't know if it's because the quarterbacks aren't really there. And like, so we haven't had any big trade ups yet. I mean, we'll see what happens on Thursday. But yeah, usually there's already like a whole bunch of commotion and talk about who's trying to get up to six and who's trying to get up to four and this might happen and this might. And it just, it seems like there's none of that. Um, yeah, there's. And going on in that, there's not even that Trevor Lawrence, like for sure, number one. This is yeah. like, I know not every year there's like the for sure number one, but there's always like a good gist of like, who's the top dudes, you know? And I know everyone's like saying Aiden Hutchinson, but now everyone's bringing in Walker from Georgia. And this whole, this whole draft to me has just been so eh. Like, I just, there's not a, I think we'll get to our list of dudes who can actually, in our opinion, like be dudes in the fucking NFL. But overall, yeah, I do think not having that number one quarterback, like I wouldn't even be surprised if a quarterback doesn't go in the first 20 picks. Like I think Pittsburgh would take one. <clears throat> But even with them, it's okay. like if they if they don't take a quarterback, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not like you know Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett going early second round. Like See, I I kind of think I'm kind of thinking opposite. I think I mean one of these teams is going to be the willing to just say fuck it and jump into the top twelve, top fifteen, and get get their guy who they want. But I don't think any I just, of these teams are that gonna, guy. I don't either, and that's what we're seeing. But I I think we're going to see a team. It's going to fall out of the top five, top seven quarterbacks haven't going to be taken it's going to get to eight nine someone's going to take a shot and just say you know what fuck it i'm doing it unless the panthers might be the first team at six to take a quarterback we'll see i just don't see him doing it but i don't six. either um yeah i, I feel i did say my bad um i did see too and like i think we're reason we're not seeing a lot of trades or anything like a lot of stuff is i've seen multiple things and it seems like it's a league consensus there's there's only like 12 to 15 guys that truly have a first round grade this year. So I think a lot of teams are, we're just going to see teams sitting put this year and taking best guy available, you know, or whatever. That's, I don't know. We'll see though. Yeah. I, I feel that there's just not, <clears throat> there, there's really not just a lot of guys in. there's yeah. not a lot of need. Like, I need to trade up for that dude. Like, oh, my God, if that dude slips. Like, there's dudes, I think, that are, like, second-rounders like that. Like, oh, okay, like, this dude's available late second, early third. Got to take him. You know, but there's <clears throat> there's <clears throat> not that heavy, you know, we know who the top ten picks are. You know, yeah, every facts. single mock draft you look at is s- different um, from one through ten, I feel like. Um, it just... It's it's a really weird draft. Let's get in. And it's not not it, exciting. And yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as Jake. Like when it's your team be doesn't exciting have exciting come the time the fucking bell goes off and that first pick's about to be in. It's definitely it's first round draft day. It's gonna yeah. be exciting, but yeah, it hasn't been nearly what it has been in the last few years. No, and yeah, not having that first round pick just it loses a little bit of excitement for me. You know, it's always exciting to see what your team does on Thursday and true. Um, not having that. It's just kind of ant to me. Um, but anywho excited for the, the people who do have picks, you know, you guys should be excited. Let's get into our top pit players. Um, there, I'm not saying these dudes need to go one, I'm, two. Also real quick. I, I had this before my bad. Okay. Before we get into our top five guys, I just feel like it's worth saying, um, there is, we have the Jets, Texans, Eagles, Saints, and Chiefs all have two first-round picks this year. True. I know we're saying it's kind of, it's kind of been whack, boring, whatever, but 
you know, the NFL has been it's been a crazy off season in general for the NFL as far as players on the move. So who's not to say some more players aren't going to be on the move with those first rounders? Big facts. I just had to th- I just had to throw that in there that's real quick. A, that's a really good point because there are so many teams that hold so much draft capital, and we've clearly seen this offseason teams are willing to move on from young stars, superstars in franchise their prime, players. franchise players. That's a really good point, and I mean your team is going to be one of them. Honestly, I shouldn't even have brought it up. <laughs> it, it really is, in my opinion. Like, I'm sorry with Debo, but it's like it's it's the wide receiver position. You get those few good years out of them, and as soon as they don't want to, you know, do exactly what the team says, they get rid of them. That's the you know, it's the just, mo around the league. I think he took the wrong stance as like, and I was kind of taking the it's a win win scenario either route we go, whether we get the extension done or we trade them. We're gonna get a heap of picks. I think it was a bad year for him to do this because the draft is so deep at receiver this year. I feel like what we want for him... But and, it's been like that the last five years. justifiably so because he is... But they they actually have like five or six receivers going in the first round this year. That hasn't happened since like the John Ross Odell year, right? Or whatever. Something, yeah, one of those. Um, but, early, I mean, yeah, there's always teams. two or three. But this year they've been... they've. Ha- They've emphasized that it's really deep this year in wide receiver. Um, so I think he kind of shot himself in the foot there, and teams aren't going to be willing. They might actually just stay put and draft a rookie, save the bread, and uh, take it's a chance on a younger guy. It's always have a proven guy. young dude, though. You know, Teams will always take a chance on a proven young dude, especially when he's unhappy there. You know, I know you're trying to see it as, as optimistic as possible for the 49ers, but, I mean, realistically, the ball is in his court. Like he can, he'd be like, "Cool, don't trade me, and I won't play this year." And then you're gonna just gonna have to let me walk, franchise me. Guess what? I won't play under the franchise tag. You know, players have done that. Then you guys are just shit out so of luck. But so then he just doesn't play for two years and doesn't get paid because to Maybe. get paid you have to show up. No, exactly. Maybe. So, but I'm, I'm I mean, telling you, if if he doesn't show up, John Lynch will be trying to get rid of him right away. As soon as these dudes put they, their foot down, the team's looking to. They can't just have a an asset sit like that. You know, these owners aren't cool with that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. No, let's uh, let's get into our prospects. Let's get into our prospects. <laughs> so you know what? As as much shit I was saying, as much shit as I was saying about like this, these draft prospects, I do want to start with. Every single year, there's a trend. There's the most hyped players for the last two to three years that should be Sherlock top ten picks. That out of nowhere, the dude who has three games of film. And has a good combine, <laughs> all of a sudden get talked about. Why is he not the number one? It's the Mitch Trubisky. It's the what? It's the unknown. I know I've talked about this, but it's the unknown of these these um, scouts. I don't know what it is. It's like their favorite word is upside. It is, and when you kind of know and you have too much film on people, it it kills you. Like my advice to high schoolers: go to college, play one really really good game, and then never play again, and and, and declare for the draft. Because that's a little bit of film and it's the upside. Because that's literally what these dudes do. It's like you can have a Sherlock dude that they were talking about, like Thibodeau. You know, he was going to be the number one pick. He had kind of a down year, got injured. And now they're talking about like, oh, you know, even with that, you know, even when he was hurt or when he was playing, he didn't show a lot of effort. And uh, he's for sure not, you know, he's, he's like our sixth edge rusher. Yeah, they're it's like, questioning okay. his motor so, now. So yeah. the dude come in at the number one rusher, deadlock number one pick. Has a kind of an off year, and then all of a sudden is the sixth best rusher. Like I, I, I don't understand this. The Walker dude from Georgia not talked about all year, and then has a good, you know, last game in combine, and now he's gonna 
arguably be the number one pick over Aiden Hutchinson. I'm like, <laughs> and, and is now the most. That's what he, the other guys on my list, Jordan Davis. Not to say a guy on my list, but that's like he's now all of a sudden the most talked about guy on Georgia. When it was like, I feel like Jordan Davis is probably going to be the more lock and consistent guy. Yeah, where it's like, but it's the upside, and now he's potentially going to be the number one pick. It's fucking crazy. It's, it's I mean, he's big and his numbers off the chart. Yeah, they said he ran a faster forty than Devontae Adams and uh, it's like quicker cool. cone drill than Thielen or whatever it was. Yeah. But all that shit is cool to me. Yeah, it's like what? guess who ran a really fast forty two? Sweat from the Commanders. Montez Sweat. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's an okay player. He ain't jumping off the board in no NFL games I've ever watched. You Thanks. know, it's like cool. He's fast in a forty with no pads and no big linemen blocking him. What the fuck does that mean to me? Um, anywho. I think he's just. I think he's all of a sudden getting all this hype because honestly, because the Rams won the Super Bowl and he's going to be pinned as the next Aaron Donald. Yeah, I know he's a more like eh. defensive end edge guy, but that's yeah. kind of where that's where I think a lot of that hype's coming from. Maybe I'm just trying to shit on the Rams, but Aaron Donald's just a one of one too. How many interior linemen that are that small or that quick can like, you know that. Yeah. Anywho, but my top five. So I'm just going to give you my top five guys, like my favorite dudes. Um, that I really think are going to be the top five pro athletes at the next level, you know, for respectively, um, honestly at their positions, I have five different positions for my five dudes. Um, my first dude, sauce Gardner. I do. I also have five different positions. So bet. Okay. Sauce Gardner, my number one dude, um, Savage, how important the cornerback position is in the NFL today to have a lockdown, to have a dude that I honestly think can come in. He'll be a very, very, very productive rookie, more than like a Pat Sertan or a JC Horn, in my opinion, and then has potential to be like all pro talent. <clears throat> he he's a savage. That dude just don't let shit up. And he's aggressive. I like I like Sauce Gardner. Um, my second dude. Aiden Hutchinson, I will have to put in there. Um, I like that fool all year, you know, and I like dudes who have their biggest games in biggest games, you know, <coughs> and that's what he did. And he's just a stud and uh, setting the Michigan record for sacks, you know, beating his dad's record. And he, he just seems like a stud. Like, I don't think he's going to come in and be a 15 assist. 15 sacks a year type of guy, but I think he'll be able to get you that nine to 11 and he'll be a steady force on the That's, edge and he's a good off, off the run. I don't think he's going to be, yeah, I got 20 or 23 sacks at the sack record. I don't think he's coming in that electric, but I think he's a solid ass starter from day one. I couldn't have said that any better myself. Um, <laughs> my third dude, you brought him up, Jordan Davis. I feel like he's kind of slipped through the cracks a little bit, but watching that dude play fucking massive, mauler to have a dude that big on the interior that can eat the run up like that and be that quick that's just unseen and i know other people got some hype but he's going to be the best interior lineman in this draft for sure he's a stud uh if he could stay healthy that dude in my opinion is can't miss and then i have uh that kyle hamilton from notre dame you have all these guys I should probably not even go. 
All right. Well, we should go back and forth then. Well, I won't even talk about him. So who are who are your dudes? Do I, have I had your guys? We're literally going verbatim right now. Are you fucking um, serious? Yeah. <laughs> we, did not, we, we, we did not talk about this before the pod. That's hilarious. Are you serious? We know football, bro. That's like U.S. Sauce Gardner, teams Aiden are, Hutchinson, Jordan Davis, and Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, literally. I don't have it. I don't. Okay, not in that order. Not but. in. I didn't rank them like kind of how you have them ranked a little bit. I just wrote down five guys that I think are just going to actually get to a second, third contract in the NFL. And yeah. Okay. Right now we're verbatim. Damn. Fuck. Okay. Um. Quick thing on but Kyle Hamilton. I'm, I'm like I'm in. I'm literally in the same boat. Like when, with the Aiden Hutchinson, I couldn't have said it better myself. I don't think he'll ever get to a point where he's like, oh shit. He's creeping up on Strahan's record. Is he going to be able to get it done these last three games? I don't think he'll, he's ever going to get to that point. But, yeah, I just think he's an all-around great fucking player. He can stop the run. He reads the run well. And he's going to he's got some decent pass rush moves. And he's, he's passionate. Yeah. You know, he's got he's going to get you the, yeah, seven to ten sacks a year and just kind of be steady Eddie. But I he's going to have those seasons where he has 15, 16. But I think, yeah, he's a guy that's just going to – He's a dude that can get twenty tackle for losses, mm-hmm. twenty five tackle for losses. Yeah. you know, I, really... I agree. Okay, what'd you think about Sauce, my boy Sauce? He's my number one. Yeah, that's. I think they have that Derek. A lot of people have Derek Stingley Jr. going before him. I don't. Yeah, but I, I think it's more of a program thing because that's LSU. I mean, Sauce Gardner. He what? He hasn't given up a touchdown in coverage, right? I don't think so in like three years. In like three years. <laughs> That's like you, you want to talk about consistency and like what you bring. I, th- I think consistency is what it what it's all about. You know, best ability is availability. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and when you're shut... Quote of the fucking pod. And when you're shut down like that, I mean, yeah, I think he's probably the best corner and... Yeah, that's that Stingley Jr. or whatever. Derek Stingley, Stingley, whatever the fuck his Stingley. name is. Yeah, he's um, good. He's really good. And I watched him though. And then I watch Sauce Gardner. I his instincts, Sauce Gardner's are better. Like on yeah. just from what I watch and the way he plays, his instincts. That's my opinion. I think I know uh, are better than the Stingleys. He's just he's next level. I, he, he's almost Jalen Johnson. Yeah, and that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna brush right over that. Like uh, not give these Bears guys any height. No, Jalen Johnson's pretty good. Um, and my my fifth guy. I know you didn't say yours. Um, but I do want to say something about Kyle Hamilton before we go on. We haven't true, said anything, we didn't about, say that anything about him. Um, he's another one too that kind of like came in as super super hyped, kind of slipped through the cracks a little bit all year because Notre Dame was just kind of there. I felt like they were good, but there wasn't like yeah. no one was talking about them competing with like Georgias or Bamas. At least I wasn't. And I don't know, but people probably were. Everyone loves Notre Dame, <laughs> but. I watched a few Notre Dame games, and that dude leaps the fuck off the screen. Like, he is a mauler for a safety who can fly like that, who fucking hit sticks like a motherfucker. Yeah, I didn't realize he was so big. Me neither. That's He, he looked massive. Like, he's... That dude's different. He's... Yeah. That's all I got to say about him. What I watched, he is going to be a fucking game wrecker. Yeah, it's like, he's got... He's got the speed, and I think he's going to be um, what people were hoping Jamal Adams was going to be before they kind of turned him more into like a box safety. In a, you hate Jamal Adams. In like a fourth linebacker kind of role. I so think, do I. Jamal I think, Adams so I think Hamilton's going to be able to be on the field every down, every scenario, mm-hmm. and, and be able to impact the game. We haven't seen that in a while. Facts. 
Yeah, he's gonna. At least from what it looks like right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, who's your fifth? Someone that also like seemed like he really had a lot of hype and is just slowly falling down because the receiver talk and stuff like that. Linebacker Nakobe Dean mm. from, from Georgia. Okay, I I think he's a he's a three down guy. He's not gonna need to come off the field in passing scenarios. He's a little little kind of thick boy, but I think I think he's gonna be a thumper. You know, and like those Georgia linebackers, that's where Rokon's from too, right? Like they just yep. they understand the game. They really Quan, do. Quan, he best linebacker in the league. And uh they it kind of seems like he's slipping towards the back end, but he's a stud. And he was he was going in as their number one dude. That's I don't have him. That's a great I should have put him, honestly, because I was I'm thinking weak. about him earlier today. How hype was he coming into this year? He was like the They're saying he was he's a top five a top pick. ten pick. Yeah, yeah, like crazy. And he definitely I mean, I'm hearing I he that he's a first rounder, but later. Yeah. Um I had a I had an offensive lineman, but I just didn't want to put him on the list because, like we said earlier before we started recording, they're just a little bit more of a I don't want to say a lock, but those guys usually hit. You know, they're they're always those just big motherfuckers that move around well. And yeah, like, and like usually if you're if you're a lineman getting drafted in the first round, I, yeah, I feel like ninety percent of the time you hit and you're at least like to your second contract. If not, you get a good contract from a second team, like. You're usually a really, really stout dude, and it, it for us, I don't know. Not the average person watches a lineman and it's like, oh man, that motherfucker jumped yeah. off the screen. You know, I was gonna put that Evan Neal from Alabama on there. Yeah, but okay, he looked good coming from the Bama program, and he's just a big motherfucker. All those Bama but, dudes, you know. I, yeah, I didn't want to put him on there. I wanted to go for a little bit more flashy. Okay, so my fifth, uh, I know the receiver hype has been fucking nuts. But in my opinion, like I watched a lot of the receivers. That full Chris Olave. I got that full. Like yeah. from Ohio State. Not only because he hypes up my boy Fields and their boys, but that is the only reason. <laughs> that that really is not the only reason. Because <clears throat> literally no, I... what gets a lot of hype in college is just the flat-out speed and being able to dust these defenders and getting the long touchdowns. And that doesn't barely translate. You know, how many dudes that are just speedsters, like the John Rosses don't make it. Will Fuller's a bum, in my opinion. You know, like these you – know, Henry Ruggs wasn't that good even before everything that went down. You know, the dudes who just come in as straight speedsters. And I feel like there's a few receivers in this draft that are just straight speedsters. And that dude Olave runs routes. Man, I was watching, and it's like his route tree – that's the shit that translates into the next level. Like when you're a great route runner, it's it's a game changer. You don't got to yeah. be the fastest. You can run a four six, and as long as you kill on routes, no one can guard you. Like Cooper Cup's not fast. Justin Jefferson's really not even that fast. Keenan Allen's not that fast. It's all about route run. Devontae Adams isn't that fast. It's really about if you have great route running, that's how you create separation. And he's not the flashiest guy, I don't think, but he has the potential to be the best receiver in this draft. My opinion. There's, okay. This is going to be a good receiver yeah, draft. It is. But I, I feel like the most overhyped receiver in this whole draft is that Drake London. I watched some shit on that fool. I'm not bought in. He's kind of like slow to me. I don't know. He, I guess he was quick, whatever his times. But I, I watched him in a few games that I watched. I was not impressed. That's, I think he's kind of deceptively slow. Like, um, or should everyone I say, just dece- deceptively should I fast? say deceptively fast? Like everyone yeah. just kind of runs at his speed, but then he just like, but, but then he up. just has that twitch that to a little him. bit. He kind of, I think, like to try and compare him to anybody would be like maybe like Alshon. 
That's like, literally that's that's who I was I was watching him, and I'm like, he's kind of like Alshon, just not like he has some good routes, but it's more of like a can you get the ball to the right location, and I'll get up and, and, get, and I'll it get up and, and get it exactly. Yeah, it just he's gonna be a, a back shoulder and a, a big explosive play guy, and that's where I mean we might be wrong. Could but be yeah. wrong. I just what I I didn't. I'm I'm kind of on the to same. be the best receiver in the draft. Like I I almost like that Jamison Williams better than that fool. Yeah, but I like Chris Olave honestly better than all of them. Even the other dude from uh, Ohio State's pretty good. Uh, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. He was nice, but yeah. I I like that Olave better. Yeah, That's I think I think the way the league is transitioning now into more of like a like timing, quick base, open That's, everything up. I think though, yeah, both of those guys transitioned very well. To what the NFL is now, yeah, because that's that's literally all it is is separation through route running and leverage, mm-hmm. and that's how you that's how you play every corner. Nickels outside doesn't matter where you are. Linebackers on you. It's all about leverage and route running, and it's the dudes that can master that and just know it that translate. You know, it's, it's like an instinct almost of knowing exactly when that dude's hips are going to turn of like when you make your cuts. You know, facts. Uh, dope. <coughs> but we will. Uh, we're not going to give you guys a full like mock draft. We were kind of talking about it. It was just for us. Honestly, I just wasn't too into doing the whole draft. Like there wasn't enough exciting players to go through, you know, 60 picks. Like, yeah. And not to like bring up the Niners again, but there really wasn't anything in the first round this year yet where it was like where we traded up and traded three picks to get to number three. Yeah. You know, facts. Like, we just didn't have that this year. So we, yeah. Facts. But we well, will, we're going to try and sit down on a this Saturday. And give you guys as uh, a you know a review on the first three rounds of that draft, and give you guys our opinions on them, because uh, you know there will be big moves. Big moves have not happened yet, but big moves happen every single year. We'll we'll break down our favorite draft picks if there were trades, kind of our winners and losers of them, our winners and losers up to the draft at that point, and uh, yeah, and and our teams will have picked. So we'll exactly. actually be able to maybe uh, be yeah. happy or talk shit. <laughs> exactly. It'll be uh, hot or cold for sure. <laughs> Dope. But uh, yeah, so tune in. We will be uh, g- gathering again on Saturday. It'll be dropped Sunday. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. We really, really appreciate you guys. Um, as always, don't forget to hit the bell. Don't forget <laughs> to hit the bell, baby. Um And we really appreciate the continued feedback from everybody. We love you guys. Thank you. Deuces. Deuces.